Happy anniversary, Shutterbugs. This is episode 26026, which means we've officially been at this podcasting relationship for six months now, a half a year officially today. And I don't want to start celebrating prematurely, but I think it's pretty doggone cool. Welcome to Shutterbug Life Podcast. If photography is not just something you do, but who you are, this is a place for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything you need to be, do, or have to reach your true potential. Let's celebrate the creative photographer's lifestyle with your host, my dad, Linford Morton. Again, welcome to Shutterbug Life, the Shutterbug Life podcast. This is episode 026, number 26. And as I said in the intro, that means we've been at this for a half a year. So thank you very much for being a part of this community and engaging with me at the beginning of every week for the fall of 2015 and uh, learning more and just experiencing and loving our photography together. Uh, I know some of you out there who have been around since episode one, and I'm just so thankful to you um, for doing that and spending your time with me and all the others in our community. So without further ado, we are in, uh, in, a, in a new episode, episode 26, and this is going to be a fun one because I know that summer is upon us, at least on this side of the of the globe. I know the folks over in Australia might be seeing and feeling things a little differently, but over in the United States on this side of the world, it's summertime. And that means many of us will have a little extra time to at least get away on vacation or if nothing else, um, be able to get outside because the weather allows it better than it would for some of us when it is cold. And so today I want to talk about photo projects, and I've got 51 ideas from which you can pick and choose, mix and match, and find one or more that work for you. And I, and I, and I think in this list, I'm hoping in this list, you'll find something that inspires you to go out and start a personal photo project and, and, and ultimately shoot more and get better. So today I want to talk about 51 personal photo project ideas that you can use starting this summer and beyond. And the inspiration was a book I I bought about a month ago from Craft and Vision. Now, for those of you who don't know, Craft and Vision, uh, run by David Duchemin, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's a publisher of photography ebooks, and they're usually very reasonably priced somewhere between five to eight bucks you can get a you can get really good uh photography ebooks and so he he announced one that he was selling last month last month called vision 365 and it you know it was basically like a project 365 ish kind of an approach but it was done as different project ideas and it got me thinking what if we took what he's done in the 365 and just sort of blew it up and blew it out and came up with all kinds of different photography project ideas. So I've got about 51 of them that I'm going to share with you today. Now, for those of you who don't know what I mean when I say uh, a photo project, because I like to sort of set up some definitions so that we all understand what we're talking about. And as I was sort of reading up on this, I came across a definition from Neha Singh from shutamongst.com. And I really like what she said best. And I went, after I read it, I said, I, I can't improve on that. So I'll just share her definition. And hers comes from an article she published in Digital Photography School, which is one of the or it is the largest photography blog in the world, published um, 
over in Australia um, by Darren Rouse. But anyway, um, she said the photographer, she, she gave some, gives some characteristics. It's a, a personal photography project is, a, is, first of all, it's a commitment to yourself. And this is actually the last one, she, but I, I put it first because I think this is the most important. It's a commitment to yourself because you want to, as we all do, want to continue improving and getting better. And a personal photography photography project is a good way to do that. It's a way for a photographer to showcase your passion for something. Uh-huh. We'll, t- we'll talk about that as we go through some of the ideas. It can be just a way to bring structure to your photography hobby. And I think that's a good one because sometimes we just get out and we just shoot and we just shoot spraying and praying everywhere we go, shooting everything we see, and there's no real structure to it. And so it's easy to get burnt out or feel like you're stagnant when you are in that kind of mode. And so it's a good way to bring structure to your hobby. It's a good way of challenging the limits of your skills, and we'll talk about that as well, Uh, meaning that um, if it's done right, you will stretch yourself a bit and uh, get better in the process. It can be a way to bring focus to your photography efforts, meaning you're not, as I said, going in 20 different directions. And it can be a way to build an awesome portfolio. You can do that as well. Um, it can be re- of course, it's a truly re- rejuvenating experience. And most of all, it can be lots of fun. Now, I- I'm going to give you the 51. And I've broken them up into four sections because, you know, all photo projects aren't the same. And so you'll have a first section we'll talk about will be about photo techniques, projects that are built around photo techniques. And this is those where you will set up up a complex or conceptual photo shoot idea. You see these are the kinds of things that you see like Lindsay Adler doing. She says she does projects. She will go and really, you know, find a location and, and she'll bring in props and she'll bring in, you know, um, wardrobe and she'll just go all out to to build uh, this her concept into reality and then photograph it. So there are lots of ways you can do that, and that can be uh, a good way to sort of stretch yourself. A project can be something that you'll just do one time and stretch yourself, or it can be, it can be something that um, you work on over time. So we'll talk about first the photo techniques. And then in another way, in, in section two, we'll talk about photography skills. You can also have projects to help you learn a specific skill that will help you improve your abilities. The third section will be the ongoing ones. And I think this is the one many of us think of when we think of photo projects. It's something that uh, it's an organized approach that keeps you shooting over a longer period of time. And I've done a number of these kinds before. And, um, and so the, this, this list will be um, the ones under this heading will be that kind of an approach. And then, of course, the last one is a thematic or a subject-based approach. I tell a story in the blog post of, for the show notes that goes with this episode 26 episode. And if you're going to shutabuglife.com, um, and you're searching on the podcast page, just put in zero two six and it will take you to this episode. And you'll see, I talk about, I was shooting with, um, I was teaching a class in, in Washington, DC in the Adams Morgan's neighborhood. And Adams Morgan is a neighborhood that's known for lots of vibrant colors and textures. And it's an international community and it's just lots of fun to shoot there. And I'd asked them all to sort of pick a project or theme to shoot that throughout the day. And in, and one of the ladies said she wanted to shoot red circles and when I heard this, I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, this is going to be a long morning for her. That's so specific. She'll never find enough red circles to keep her engaged. And so I tried to gently nudge her into maybe looking at something like, how about shapes? How about just red? And nope, red circles. So, of course, you know, I, I if the red circles you want, you're the artist, go find red circles. Great. And so she went out and to my surprise, there were so many red circles <laughs> 
<laughs> by the end of our, our session together, she'd had taken so many pictures of red circles and she was beaming and happy. And I was kind of tickled myself because I didn't imagine you would find that many. So anyway, the last one is going to be um, that kind of an approach, um, a thematic or a subject-based approach. All right. Now, how will you use these use these ideas you can, you know, we're going to have 51 and I'll have all of them listed on, you know, the podcast, ep- the, again, the show notes page episode for, for episode 26. And if you go to the bit.ly link, bit.ly forward slash shutterbug life 026, it should take you straight to this episode and you'll see all of them listed there and you can review them and work your way through them if you so choose. You can work through them one at a time. I think they lend themselves to just taking one at a time and just sort of plug in through or maybe just picking one and just doing that in earnest. Or you can just um, mix them together because as you always hear, you can easily mix one or two together and sort of create your own um, unique photo project cocktail, if you will. All right. So that's how you should use this list. And so with no further ado, here are your photo project ideas list. Now, remember, the first section is going to be on photo techniques. And this is something that's more conceptual or or complex that you work on. And, and I got this idea from a post I I I saw and I posted it in our Facebook group, uh, which is if you go to FB for Facebook dot dot com, it will take you to our Facebook group and it's you'll see the Shutterbug Excursions Facebook group actually. But if you would just ask for um, ask to join, of course I'll let you in, and you'll see I posted there this uh, <laughs> this photo technique called a light bulb smoke tutorial, which I thought looked really cool if you're into that kind of thing. And I, I sort of gave a shout out to one of our members in the group, uh, Mike Leonard, who, who does a lot of those kinds of shoots. But this is one where you sort of set up a light bulb and you, you sort of set it up on a dimmer box and you, then you, I think you drill a hole in the base of the light bulb and then you crack it. And then so when you turn the dimmer to, to, to turn on the light bulb, it, a flame ignites and then you can turn it down and then you can photograph it. Uh, she set it up so that it's backlit with a, with a, a big light box behind a strip. That's, and you'll see all this on, if you go to the, the, the Facebook page, but it looks like a really fun and cool shoot. And so some stuff like that you can do where you get a tutorial and you want to set up a really complex shoot. Uh, the, the light bulb smoke tutorials one. I saw another one this week, uh, photographing, uh, dropping strawberries into a milk and uh, getting a real close up of that. So that it looks like those, uh, Cereal commercials where the, the the strawberry just it's caught on impact hitting a, a glass of or bowl of milk and you so you see it sort of splashing up and you see the the color contrast between the strawberry and the and the the, the white uh, milk and it's really you can make it really cool so something like that which will be a fun conceptual way to set up a shot that you can shoot and have something that looks really great. And the other one, number two, is to recreate a fairy tale. I'm going to also have a link to one of these because I thought this was kind of cool. There is this Russian photographer I saw who was on 500 pics, uh, and she recreated a Little Red Riding Hood scene with a, with a, a, a a model in all red with the red hood and she's, but she's in the middle of the woods and she's holding a Fox. So she's sort of flipped the whole little red riding hood thing on its head by having not the Fox stalking her, but her actually cuddling the Fox, but it's sort of interestingly done, but you can do something like that and recreate a whole fairy tale or story or something like that, uh, complete with costumes and settings and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I I know I've seen in our in our Facebook group, uh, Allie Drew do these kinds of really um, complex sets where she 
brings in models and she has sort of this theme that she sets up and um and it really turns out really cool so that's one that's another way you can do your a photo project idea and number three you is you can recreate a famous photograph and and so how about this the kiss in the middle of times square with the sailor and the nurse having someone sort of recreate that scene or or let's say another famous scene marilyn monroe uh, on the little great thing, uh, you know, there's so many iconic images and it might be fun or interesting to try and, re- you know, get some friends or, or models or, or family members or anyone and just try and recreate um, how the, phot- in, in, it might be helpful now because it gets you thinking about how the photographer got the shot and, you know, technically what, what would you have to do to create the same kind of an effect, outside of just capturing the moment in time. Um, Number four, you can create your own magazine assignments. And I I like this one a lot. If you, if you think about a lot of the magazines you, you see on the rack, they all have their own unique style. And so the vanity fair, for instance, that um, has a very unique look with the Annie Leibovitz uh, covers that she does uh, whenever you see people uh, photograph, they're always really you know stylized uh, similarly. Or you can think about the kinds like a Martha Stewart, which will look very different from maybe a men's magazine like GQ or something like that. But think about you know the magazines you like to read and and give your and you know imagine the editor calling you up and giving you the an assignment to shoot a cover how would you go about that it, you can just pick you know that any topic of the day that you'll want to illustrate but it, it sort of you know puts you in this ultra creative mode where you can go out and and think on the the story you want to tell and how you want to tell it and take the whole thing through to fruition so there is that one um, and then the f- number five in that section is a, a product photography commercial ish photo. It, by- and by that, I mean, it- it's a, it's a similar approach to the one we just talked about by creating your own magazine assignment in this one, you will set up at, or pretend to be setting up anyway, uh, a product photography shoot. So you think of a product like, let's say you'll take a watch or something like that and think about how would I photograph this? I always think it's cool when I see watch commercials because, you know, on the model, the watch is usually going to be the smallest thing in the frame of all the things they're wearing. Yet you, the photographer has to find a way to draw our eyes there. And you can usually do that with lighting and shadows, but sometimes even with the evenly lit you find your eye going to either you know the watch if it's a watch manufacturer or the shoes if they're selling shoes you know how do they position the camera so that your eyes go there it it can be fun and challenging to think about how would i make you know the handbag on this person stand out and be so prominent that that's where your eyes go and make it look so like it stands out so think about that a product photography or commercial kind of a shoot. So those are five in the conceptual uh, photo technique project ideas. And I'm sure with this kind of thinking, you can probably come up with a few of your own. The next section is a photo skill. And this should be easy because what, what you'll do is you think about, you know, what you're good at now, and then you'll think about where you want to be, what kind of images you see yourself taking when you reach the point where you think okay this is i'm really doing the kind of work i envisioned or imagined and so you know what skills do you need to master to close the gap and so you have things you might work on like macro photography um, if you are into nature or even some of the product uh, topics we talked about before, you might take your macro lens and and over the course of a week or a month, just give yourself a lots of macro assignments so you really just master it and you you've learned it. Uh, I think Jeff Coven called this sort of deliberate learning where you just work and work and work on one skill until you master it and then move to the next one. So you'll start with macros and then some people might want to work on backlighting. That's uh, number two in this section. 
and and that's when the light's behind your subject. So you see this this kind of portrait um, technique done frequently when the, you see the light is sort of behind or blowing out your subject, and you can still see them. Um, you're often using flashes to to help illuminate the face, and 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 then you'll still have that sort of a glow coming over the back and maybe even look like a hair light um, coming from the sun. And so how would you go about doing that? Or, or just work on, on compositional techniques. Uh, so that's number three in that section. And number four is perhaps you want to do portraits and be better at portraits. So you find a way every day or once a week to go out and and find yourself shooting more portraits of more people, friends, family, strangers, whoever you need to shoot, you'll find you, you sort of create opportunities to shoot more of those so until you can uh, get better and hone the craft. So uh, portraits, people, or pets, if that's your thing. Um, number four is portraits. Number five is a, is a HDR, you know, work on HDR. I know a lot of people... Um, like to work on high dynamic range, which is where you try and create an image that has more of the range of light to dark than you can typically capture in one in one frame. And you'll do it by combining three or more frames in software where you have one where you've captured the highlights, one where you've captured the, the shadow area, and one that's in medium. And then you merge all three and you can do it three or five or even, some people even do more. So you think about HDR or focus stacking as you do something similar, but with focal, with different focus points. Um, time lapse is one where you you capture a scene over time, like a photo is being taken at a specific interval over and over again. Um, and then you see the whole, and if you do it correctly and the f images move, it almost looks like a video in and of itself. Um, so time lapse is another one that's fun to work on. Photographing light and shadows is an, is another uh, good project because it's, it's a, it's a good way to train your eye to see where light and where the light's coming from, the way the light's working, how's it illuminating, is it front, is it side light, is it backlighting, where the shadow's falling, how do you use them dramatically, how do you use them creatively. I mean, this will probably help you more than just about any other skill. Um, so looking at just light and shadows over time until you feel like you've really mastered that. Then there is the... I call it the camera bag or just learning your tools, just looking in your camera bag and, and one by one, you know, starting with your lenses, going to your flash, just master every tool in your camera bag and just use that one over and over again, one at a time until you know it inside out. Because ideally you want to be there. You want to be in the place where you know the tools in your, in your camera bag so well that no matter where you are, what situation we throw you you're thrown into, you can just pick up the camera and just start shooting and know that you are on your way to getting something special. So the camera bag. And then number nine in this section is I call unusual perspectives, meaning if the way we typically see something, you want to shoot that in the opposite perspective. Meaning, if you if you typically look down on some flowers, you want to look up at them. If you typically look up at something, you want to try and look down at it. So go around looking at things in the opposite. We should call it opposite day, like SpongeBob had. And 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 I think that is a also a good way to train your eye to also see and see more creatively. So you might try unusual perspectives, and that would be another uh, project that will help build your photo skills. So you've got uh, macros, number one, backlighting, number two, composition, number three, portraits, number four, HDR, number five, time lapse, number six, and light and shadows, number seven, eight is your camera bag, learning all your tools, and nine are unusual perspectives okay so now we go to the next section which is the ongoing photo project and i think this is the one many of us at least i know i do 
um, when I think of photo projects, I think about this category more than any other. And the photo pro- the ongoing photo project is the one that al- allows you to continue to shoot on something over a long period of time. And the probably the most common one and the most the more celebrated one is the project 365 and this is the project where you where you commit to shooting one photo and shooting and posting at least one photo a day for an entire year and the project 365 is really good if you it it takes an enormous amount of discipline to go out and find something and shoot photograph something every day and then post it. It takes time. It takes discipline. But the people I know who have done it, um, you can see the difference in the images they take when they start and when they end. So there are clear benefits to shooting um, with with de- shooting deliberately for 365 days in a year rather than shooting if we just do it monthly 12 times a year or weekly 50 times a year. Do you have so many more opportunities to improve, and it often shows in the quality of the work you produce after you've done a project three sixty five i I posted also um a review of an app called Commit, which I'm finding is is kind of cool to help you stay the course with your project three sixty five that's a very simple app all it does is gives you a nudge it says, "Are you going to take a photo today and you tell it what time every day to ask you that question and th- if you say yes, then it checks off and it will tell you how many days in a row you've been keeping that commitment. So you, every day you click it, it will say, you know, one day, two days in a row, three days. And then as that number gets higher and higher, you're, the thinking is the psychology behind the app is that you're less likely to want to break the momentum and see that number go back to zero. And so you'll, you'll keep on the honor system keep your commitment. So it's a fun way of tracking how many days you've been doing it, especially if you don't start on January 1, if you start in the middle of the year, so you can still track the the progress on 365 days. So the Project 365 is the number one, and that's the probably more um, popular or celebrated ongoing photo personal photo project and within that you can you can create themes as well and i i almost urge people to have themes and when they do a project 365 because if you don't um it's going to be easy to become even overwhelmed or just you know uninspired on some days so keep uh, some of the next section the ones we'll talk about for your project 365 keep some of those handy as well and then if daily is too much of a commitment, you can try weekly. And so number two is going to be the Project 52, which is one a week. And that's one I think I probably could get through an entire year of. One day um, you'll choose to uh, post an image every week. And uh, and then that, not that you only shoot one day, but at least one day you know at a minimum each week you will have a you will get to shoot at least one time and and get results from one image that you will be able to share publicly the sharing of publicly on the 52 and 365 is um is is important to the project because it that public accountability also helps keeps you going as well now, here's what I like, a 30-day project, meaning you're just going to pick a project and you're going to say, I'm going to do this every day for 30 days. I'm going to do it straight for 30 days and knock it out and be done with it. And and for those of us who say, you know what, a year-long commitment is just too much. This is a, a, a much easier, I think, one to, to – much easier pill to swallow. So you'll pick a project that you can do for 30 days and knock it out for that month and then be done with it. And, you know, you can move on to another one or you can say, yeah, you know, that's it for a while. I'll come back in a, you know, a month from now and do another one. But a 30-day project is, is a good way. And you can pair this one up with, with one of the skills projects we talked about. Um, in the in when the earlier section where we said you'd pick a skill and you'd work on it until you mastered it, you can pair that with a 30-day challenge and say, I'm going to work on macro for 30 days and really just become ridiculously good at it. And then after that, I'll have that tool in my tool belt that I and I know I can call on it 
if ever I should need it. All right. So um, the 30 days and then, of course, one of my favorites and which one that I'm still working on, the 100 Strangers Project, which is um, when you are trying to um, work on not just your skills of portraits, but also social interaction, being able to put people at ease and and, and uh, take a photograph and uh, t- where you tell a story without much t- notice and right there on the spot. And so you, you're, you're usually out on the street somewhere. You find someone who looks interesting. You walk up to them. You introduce yourself. You ask if you can take their portraits. You pose them. You take the portrait. You learn a little bit about them. And then you post their picture and their story together. If you do it on Flickr, there is a 100 Strangers group, and then they, you can um, post it into that group as well. They have rules about how you do that. You'll want to follow those because they monitor that one. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a fun project to do. I remember I, the first person I saw who had completed the 100 Strangers, I, I interviewed him on one of our webinars a few years ago. And uh, it was just sort of fun to hear how he evolved from starting out and not knowing, you know, what he was doing to by the time he was done, he'd become so good at it. People were paying him to take their portraits. And of course the, the one everyone knows about is the one is the humans of New York. And Brandon Stanton basically does that in New York now, but he is thousands and thousands of portraits in and, and now world celebrated. So, and also there's an interview with him too in our in our webinar recordings. But anyway, so 100 Strangers is a good project to go. 10 on 10 is one where on the 10th of the month you shoot 10 of something. So and and you can decide what that will be. But on the 10th of the month you kick into gear and whenever you know you have that marked in your calendar and then you find the one thing that you'll shoot 10 of on that day you might even do 15 on the 15th or 20 on the 20th but you don't want to do one on the first Gant. that's not going to work all right so 10 on 10 is number five and then number six uh, is the single lens challenge of course i do this all the time uh where you walk around with just one lens in your bag and i'd like to take it up a notch and make it a prime lens and so Many people do this with just the 50. You take, you put the nifty 50 in your bag and nothing else lens-wise, and you make that work wherever you're shooting, which means you zoom with your feet, and boy, this really helps you to begin to um, think and see creatively. It's a, it's a fun project to do. Um, I almost do it exclusively now. I walk around with the 50. Um, I started playing around with the 105 and started using that because it lets me it lets me get so much closer because it's also a macro lens i'm finding i like that since i like to shoot portraits as well that i'm loving that 105 as a walk around now and so i find myself sort of having to decide between the two which one i'll take i i used to have an 85 but that's a whole different story how that thing crashed and burned um, maybe I'll tell it in a future episode, but pick one lens and a single lens. Number seven is the, I call it the flat Stanley ish approach. And that means you photograph yourself or someone or something at very, at different locations or different places. So, you know, the, how you, you would take flat Stanley and photograph flat, flat Stanley when you went on vacation in front of each, uh, uh, place you visited will you do the same kind of an approach i i'm linking to a, a cool uh example of that a guy named james dornberg and his girlfriend Ky, of, of one month kai jordan in they were in new york and they photographed themselves on every manhattan subway station with just goofy grins i mean that's you know one extreme of course but you could find other ways there's one with where a, a guy did his dog on top of lots of different things so he took his dog to different locations and photographed the dog there and so it, and of course at each location you're going to try and make it a little creative not just the same shot each time but what can i do creatively to bring out whatever location we have here okay and then the other one similarly is a, a location over time now, this one is probably one of the big regrets of my life because I could have I, I had the opportunity to do this really well. And this is where you almost like, do sort of like a time lapse. You photograph either through the seasons where you have 
um, the same tree in summer, winter, spring, and fall, and you'll see how it looks in different seasons. That's one approach. When I worked for, I worked for the Coast Guard, and I was their community relations uh, and their headquarters. I ran all the community relations programs. But on my way in, on my commute, I passed the location where uh, they were building the Washington Nationals Stadium, you know, the Washington Nationals baseball team in, in D.C. Um, they moved into a stadium several years ago, and when they were building the stadium, I passed that. I would go over this bridge, and when, I, when they started, I looked down into a big hole, and I saw them begin to fill the hole, and I saw them. And every day I passed, I said, boy, it would be great if I would just stop and take one photo each day. And at the end of, you know, when the the stadium is completed, I would have this pro- progression from the hole in the ground to this sparkling brand new stadium. And every day I just zoom past and I go, oh, I'm almost late for work. I don't I don't have the time. And I, I watched the whole thing go up as I commuted to work over, you know, how many of a months it took and regretted that I didn't stop and take a photograph. That would have been a great example of a photo project over time of shooting a single location over time. Now, another uh, one you could do is a time of day, the same location during the day at, you know, the two ways to do this every day. You could say like every day, like one client shot her fam, photographed her family every morning at 8 a.m. Or you can at your lunch hour photograph at noontime. And this is a great way to learn to shoot in less than ideal light. You can force yourself to shoot in, less than ideal light every day until it becomes easy for you to do that. Another way to to do that is do the same location different times during the day so you can see how the light changes in that location when the light's you know coming from the east and when it's up top and when it goes to the west and when the shadow's going different directions you can see how that one location changes during the day and so you would photograph the same bench same spot same location and and hopefully it's somewhere where you can see how the light would interact in that location differently throughout the day and that might be an interesting way of um, looking at things Um, number nine number 10 is photojournalism Uh, you can make yourself sort of like a photojournalist by photographing the things around you news events as they unfold I was looking at uh, uh, my friend Victoria Pickering's Flickr stream earlier this week, right after they announced the Supreme Court ruling that legalized uh, gay marriage in the United States. I, I guess she was up at the Supreme Court because Victoria just always happens to be wherever news is happening. And she's not a paid journalist, but she's an enthusiast and happens to be everywhere and really captures, I think, things creatively and well. Um, but she happened to get get some shots that of of the celebration in front of the Supreme Court um, after the ruling, and and one particular I, I really liked is she has had this this contrasting shot of the rainbow flag sort of f- f- you know flowing in front of the Supreme Court building, of course, with its you know all in in starch white, really stoic, and then there's this free flowing very vibrant, colorful flag in front of it. And the contrast was visually appealing as well as it told an interesting story about the day and the decision. So you can do the same thing. You can put yourself in places where things might be happening, you know, where you live, you might not have that kind of historic decision or celebration going on, but something's happening in your city or town that might be newsworthy and, I remember back when everyone was doing the um, the ice bucket challenge. You had in every city, like you know, the mayor and the chief of police and all kinds of people doing it. And you you could find interesting or fun news items to shoot, no matter where you are. But that's another project you could also do if you know find the newsy items and photograph that. All right. And then the number 11, which is the last in this section, you can create your own documentary. And this is more long form storytelling. I ran into a photographer a couple of years ago who was doing something like this. He said, you know, there was this um, uh, ship 
ship factory or something like shipyard that was closing down in, in one of the communities where he lived. And he documented it from the time they announced it to the time the doors closed and people left. And, you know, he took you know, pictures of and interviewed people, but he just sort of tracked the whole progress. And so you can take a story like that and create your own documentary and, and tell the story of something important to you and something important that's going on. So that's number 11 in the ongoing or a longer term photo project. Now, the last one is where I have the most. We've covered about 25 so far in the first three categories. And now the last one has 26 of them. And so I'll scoot through them. The first one is creative self-portraits. You know, this is the age of the selfie. It no longer looks weird to see someone taking a photograph of themselves outside. But while we as photographers might bristle at the idea of the selfie, you might make it interesting by seeing how you can do it creatively. Like, what can I do creatively to make my selfie not just be you know, me vainly smiling into the camera, but I'll do something different with the light or reflections or the angle to make it look interesting. Number two is portraits, ideas, uh, portraits of, and, and, and this one, one of our webinar interviewees, uh, Tom Sperduto said he was doing portraits of couples who've been married for 50 years. And Whenever he found a couple who'd been married for 50 years, he would go and take a portrait of them and then give them a, a portrait. I thought that was such a cool idea. Matthew Jordan Smith is a professional photographer who's doing a project, and he got crowdfunding for it even, called Future Presidents. So he goes to every state of the union, and he tries to find some children, and, and he asks them what they'll do if they're a president. He takes their photograph, and he has their quote there and so he's gonna he's crowdfunded that so you can turn that into a book so i mean there's something else you can do with your photo project you if you get funding for it you can turn it into something even more special um you can do environmental portraits i call this one who are the people in your neighborhood if you remember the um um if you remember mr rogers neighborhood he would find the plumber and the fireman the baker you can find you know, different pe people who are in different professions where it lends itself to visual storytelling and, and ask if you can take their portraits, but take their portrait portraits in the setting where they work and try to include enough of the setting so that it tells more of a story about who they are. A fireman in the station, a baker, you know, with uh, the dough and 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 the big hat on and all the and all the other trimmings that would say to someone who this viewer who this is so environmental portraits might be a good ongoing um project for that i saw a book uh, along that lines for all of the white house workers and they had pictures of them all in their different environments and and a little profile on who they were and what they did in the White House. It was really very well done. Um, of course, don't forget night photography. That's probably a skill-related one, but you can document your city at night and go and find all the different locations people might shoot in the daytime and photograph them at night and sort of give a different angle there. That might be fun. Number five, on my plate is an approach to food photography. You know, pick a meal that you eat during the day or during the week and photograph that and keep that going. Boy, that would also help you um, watch what you eat, literally. Um, you can create your, your city guide of your own hometown is number six by going and finding the famous. If you were to create a city guide of uh, the city where or town where you live, you would uh, go and find all the famous landmarks. And then, of course, you'd want to photograph them in a way that personalized it to your style so that it's not just uh, uh, just a postcard-ish looking thing. Um, and then number seven, you can do a, a project about when it rains. I call it rain, rain, don't go away. And when it, when it, when you have rain in extreme weather, it's such a, a great opportunity to take real creative shots. I, one of my favorites from the rain was, I think my buddy, Steve Rosenbach has this image and I've been wanting to steal it for the longest, but it's of a diner right after the rain. And you know how diners have those really bright uh, neonish colors. So you have the bright neon colors of the diner and you have them all reflected in the, the rain in the parking lot. It's really brilliant. 
Uh, but you, but again, rain is a good time to go look for reflections and look for all the uh, lots of other creative ways of you know sh- maybe shooting uh, raindrops on glass or something like that. So um, weather is another good pro- uh, photo project. Uh, favorite locations. So I was doing one of the webinars on photo projects and projects, and I. I asked uh, the folks in the community, um, which, which projects have you all been working on? And, and I got an answer back, which I thought was kind of cool. Iris Silverberg said he did 40 and 40, and he did 40 different locations along Route 40, which is near where he lived, and he turned that into a book. And so you might make it location-based. Uh, I had another client who was biking all the state streets in D.C. For those of you who don't know, in Washington, D.C., all 50 of the states have a have their own street in the city. So there's Alabama Street, Alabama Avenue, actually. And then as you go through Alaska and there's Maryland Avenue and this, you know, of course, everyone knows about Pennsylvania Avenue, Ohio, um, actually is a drive. Um, but but you have all of them, and so he biked all of them, and I encourage him to photograph them as well. So now you have this great opportunity to have a project where you have pictures in each of the 50 states, but within the district itself. So you can make it location-based, and that's number eight. Number nine is uh, one a popular one, doors and windows. You see lots of people doing that kind, like of image you cuz doors and windows can be one of the unique places of a of a of a of a structure uh, of a home or building or or any kind of structure uh you've learned a lot from the doors and the windows and so you can just narrow your focus there and create a project out of that number 10 is pick a color a color is such a cool way of doing a project you can just pick one color I'm in a group on Flickr called Red Rule, and so I'm often looking for red things so I can photograph red as a dominant color and add it to that group. But you can do it just one dominant color, or you can do it as looking for contrasting colors. You can look at for complementary colors. And, of course, you can look for monochrome, monochromatic. You can just do black and white, if you will, um, and either, any way you decide to treat color, color becomes an, a very interesting subject to keep going. You can pick compositional elements as number 11, which is pattern, shadows, texture, negative space. Anything that you would use as a compositional element, you can just work on that. Um, here's one I really like. Photograph something that belongs to someone special and pay special tribute. This was in Vision 365, and the example he used with this was a shadow box of, I guess, his dad with his unif- his in his military uniform and the flag behind him. And, you know, those people, when you retire, they give you these shadow boxes. Well, you can photograph that and also and sort of make it a tribute um, to the person who you're taking a photograph for. Um, So a tribute by photographing something of value or something special that belongs to someone special. Okay. Um, Number 13 is as a cause or a social issue, whatever makes you angry, look for the cause that supports that. um, And that there's usually someone who has a nonprofit or cause to address whatever you think, wherever you think there's injustice in your world or anything that inspires you. There's probably a cause for that as well. I got the, you'll see questions like these in one of the posts I wrote called seven questions to find the, your personal photography project. Of course, I'm linking to all of these stories in the show notes so you can find them there if you want to find more about uh, what, what I or other people have written on these topics. A day in the life of is number 14. It's one we used to use when I was in the army. I was a photographer in the army and on, they'd pick a day. They'd say November 14, wherever you are, you photograph what your day is like, and then you upload it. And then we will, and then they curated them and published an issue of soldiers magazine that had the day in the life of, and they just showed different people and what their, their days were, were like. And it was really fascinating to see how differently people lived even within our community of of soldiers 
Now you can do this yourself by a day in the life of yourself by yourself. Um, I knew a photographer who said she would just find random people and ask if she could shadow them for, you know, a day or part of a day and photograph them as they went about their day and what they thought was just, you know, boring, random stuff. And then she would really put it, she'd put it in a, in a book and give it to them as a present. And she said, people really dug that because when you think your life is boring and ordinary, then you see it uh, really dressed up in a, in a coffee table book then wow, that makes you feel special. So anyway, that's you know one way of looking at it, if you will, a day in the life of. And this is a good one to do as a group project because again, this is how we started it as a project within the military, but you and a group of friends could all do that, especially if you have like online friends where you all live in different parts of the world or different parts of the country, you can show what your days are like and, and upload them to the same location. I've got a, a Google plus community, which would be good for that kind of thing. If you go to projects, uh, dot then it'll take you straight to the Google plus community for photo projects. And I'll talk about that at the end, but that kind of thing where you can all upload them and sort of see how everyone has decided to document their day. That might be fun. Okay. So a day in the life of is number 14. Number 15, I call a bowl of nouns. I think this is kind of a, a fun, random way. You just write down the names of a bunch of nouns of things that you have access to and just throw them in a bowl and so shake them up and reach in with your eyes closed and grab one or whatever comes out. That's what you go photograph that day. So you can, let's say you put shoes, bicycles in, um, or just while just all kinds of things in there and uh, flags, windows, chairs. And then you can reach in there at the beginning of the day when you're getting ready to take off and whatever you pull out, that's what you go look for that day. And that's what you photograph, a bowl of nouns, number 15. Number 16 is the ABC123 project. And we actually did a meetup on that topic a while ago where you everyone went out and you tried to photograph the letters of the alphabet, not the actual letters themselves, but things that are happen to be in the shape of the letters or numbers. And so th- that takes a little more looking, a little more seeing to actually find something that looks like an A and something that looks like a B and C. And another fun way to do is just do the letter project and spell your name rather than doing the entire, you know, 26 letters in the alphabet. I would do the L and the Y and the N and so on and so forth. And you can do that with numbers as well. Number 17 is I, I call shapely. And this is just looking for geometric shapes. The red circles is a, a, a sort of a version of that taken to the another taken to another level, of course, but looking for circles or triangles or, you know, what which shapes can you find in ordinary subjects and making that your the subject of your photograph. Number 18 is events like music festivals are big in the summertime. And so you can go and document those. Or county fairs, if you can't get to music festivals, another one that you find happening all across the the country in the United States anyway, and um, and I know other countries also have fairs as well. When I lived in Germany, we had quite a few of them there as well. But you can go and and photograph that and document it, or find a another subject within that to photograph so uh, the musical events of the summer musical festivals or county fairs there's a 19 is a gratitude project photographing something or someone for which you are thankful i love that one a lot because it puts you in the in the in the mood or in the gets you in the thank in a thankful place and again this can also be a tribute opportunity as well so number uh, gratitude project is number 19. Number 20 is I spy on. This is a a twist on the kids game. You'll find, you'll go outside, you'll find one spot and you, from that one spot, you won't move and you'll see how many different things you see worth photographing and you'll photograph them. I spy something else and you'll photograph that. I spy something else, but you'll do it from the same spot. It's what I used to call the hula hoop project, which is, 
the thought behind that was you go outside and you throw a hula hoop somewhere and then you go and you stand in it and you have to stay in it and find something interesting to shoot and something interesting to shoot you also make look interesting so the i spy slash hula hoop project is number 19 number 20 number 21 illustrate a poem or a haiku find a poem you like and and imagine that you are going to make one of those um facebook poster things that everyone likes to to post on instagram and facebook Let's say you're going to make one of those, and so you go out and you will create the, oh, your own photo for it. Because often we do it the opposite way. We we take a photograph, and then we go find the words to match it. I'm saying do the opposite way. Find the words, and then go look and create the photograph to match it. You'll find that's a different level of challenging. All right. So number 22 is reflections and silhouettes. Reflections, of course, in glass and silhouettes and shadows. You can do so much with that. And that's a fun one to go looking for. Number 23 is an imperfect object. I like this one a lot. Uh, for those people who like to shoot ruins and stuff like this, this will be right up your alley. Um, I got this idea from the Vision 365 uh, book as well. He says an imperfect object he calls wabi-sabi, W-A-B-I dash S-A-B-I, is an ancient Japanese concept derived from Zen Buddhism. It honors all things that are old, weathered, and imperfect. And that's your focus, to find something that has seen better days and make it look good. Number 24 is the wall and it's not uh, it's not the famous song by Pink Floyd, but it's actually things like graffiti and poster billboards, anything that hangs on a wall. You'll make that your subject for your ongoing photo project. Number five is odd numbered subjects. Three of something, five of something, you know, um, odd numbers are great for composition. And so finding odd number subjects will be a good approach for your um, photo project. And then number 26, finally, last but certainly not least, is religious symbols or sacred places or places of worship. So finding that cross, finding um, uh, the temple, going and finding either symbols or places of worship and focusing on on that. That can be in and of itself a very um, inspiring and moving photo project. So there you go. All 26 of those now rounds up the thematic or subject focused um, ideas for photo projects. And of course, remember we did not just that we did the ongoing, we did the photo skills and we also did photo techniques and, and uh, that should bring us to 51. Now there are lots of ideas in here and there's so many and of course they're going to all be listed on the web on the web page in the show notes. But what you want to remember is no matter which one you choose, you want to make it fun, okay? Because the, you want to make it fun and you want to make it but still challenging enough so that you're stretching yourself creatively now you don't want to take anything that's going to bore you right i'm not going to take a picture of the same rock in front of my house every day and just stand and shoot it the same way every day that's going to be boring try and find creative ways of looking at whatever this thing is or however you decide to approach whatever you shoot try and find creative approaches try and you know stretch yourself and 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 create the kind of images you might not normally take because now you have the real, the freedom to really stretch creatively and that's one of the things the photo project is supposed to do it's supposed to free you to stretch yourself have fun and challenge yourself so that you improve along the way you've got to make it easy to do and by that i mean don't cre don't choose a project that has so many hurdles that it's it's a you know I've got to get in the car and drive for fifty miles and then walk up you know this mountain to be able to do my project because that just ensures that you'll never finish it. Make it easy to do. Make it easy to post. Make it something that you can do. You know, build it into your normal routines. Like you know, it's something you do on your way to work every day or or doing family time or something that makes it easy to accomplish. And then you want to know what works for you. Pick something that's along the subject matter that you're interested in, or you want to become better at, you know, don't pick something like compositing. If you hate doing photo editing, because that's just, 
again, setting yourself up for failure, okay? So that's it. Those are my ideas on creating photo projects. I hope you find something there that inspires you to start one. And I'll just, I'll leave with the question, you know, what photo projects are you going to work on this summer? I'm going to challenge you to pick one at, at a minimum and more than that, if you can, if you have the time or, or stamina to do it and uh, come back and share with me in the show notes or in the, in the, in our photo projects community, which I will link to as well on our show notes, which is in Google plus in the Facebook group, fb.shutterbuglife.com, or just tell me in the comments of this blog post. I'd love to hear what kind of projects you're working on or what projects you intend to work on this summer so that you can, you know, um, make this summer a productive one for you photography wise. All right. So that's it. Thank you so much. You have a great week. And until then, I'll see you next week. And until then, enjoy your shutterbug life. Take care. Take care.